Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson and still in lockdown, but not really in lockdown. We're just offline. Hopefully we're back together soon. It's hump day with Swanee and Friends. Dane Swan, Samantha Richards. Hello. Hi. Hey. hey. That was almost a spoodle, spoodle-like stretch there, Dane. I can see online. <laughs> it's getting getting the fuzz off. What do they say when you're having a stretch, Dane? Getting the fuzz off. What, the, what time did Tate make you get up this morning? Um, what time did you make Taylor get up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't feed. I don't trust feeding. I told you this. Um, you can get up to change his bum, teething, though. So or give him a cut. There's other things you can do. Oh, no, I went. And, actually, I went and got him up about quarter to seven this morning from downstairs and brought him into the bedroom. Then I went back to sleep for an hour <laughs> or so. To so be honest, Dan, you make it sound quite cruisy. I'm really looking forward to, to parenthood on the other side because I feel like you know, you can just go back to sleep. Mm. Someone else gets the baby. Is that what I'm in for? Well, if the non-birthing parent gets to. <laughs> Non-chestfeeding, non-birthing parent. Exactly. So it depends <laughs> what kind, what parent you are, Sam. I think, um, I, I think I'm in line for birthing and chestfeeding. Okay. So he doesn't bring up his head for that one, Sam? Mm. Yeah. No, he's not. He's the sleeping then, parent. Then you're fucked, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, I agree there's no point in both of us being tired because otherwise we're just going to be at each other all the time. Yeah, and I do different yeah, He does different things. So I bathe him and I like put him to bed and stuff, feed, give him a bottle then, six o'clock when I'm six o'clock at night when I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> is he playing with your sleep cycle at the moment? Because there's, there's a bit of sport to watch, even though the NBA's finished. Um, yeah. Uh, we talk about the Olympics. At least it's on our time zone, so I'm not up. Late, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, no, he's pretty good. Um, he's pretty good. Sometimes, like, right in the half to, like, there's, like, a real um, – so the swimming – one of the um, women's finals, or it was a false swimming final, and I want to watch. Like, he'll be crying for, like, five or ten minutes. It's, like, a real Mexican stand-up. I'm, like, I'll get him after the tail. I was, like, Dane, he's crying. I said, well, the race is going in two minutes. He's, like, well – 
your, your child's more important. I said, well, actually, is it at the minute? Well, we've got an Australian <laughs> swimming for gold. So kind of like Priorities. a conundrum on, on who, yeah, exactly, on who gets first dibs, whether it's the, the Olympic gold that um, that I've got in a multi or I can some bloke on a pommel horse and apparently now I'm an expert in because he's, he's the seventh leg of my multi. Um, <laughs> all these kind of things, but sign up. Well, Jeff Foss uh, watching the canoeing last night, I sort of had to pause it because I had to get him out of the bath. So, um, and I had to come back. So, he's fucking up that a bit, Selfish. but um, that's not too bad. Are you are you a bit offended because I there's a lot of doctors and epidemiologists giving their opinion about the Olympics. Uh, what are they What are they saying? I don't, well, they're just barracking for Australia. I mean, last year you 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 walked into their lane and got a lot of blowback. From oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now you say that, yes. I might go through, I might go through all of their um, – <laughs> go back through all of my uh, Twitter arguments and say, well, unfortunately, you're not an expert in sports, so fuck off. Congratulating um, <laughs> Australian. You're going to proactively get in the mud. Exactly. I'll, if I've got a spare hour or two, I'll jump back in it. But, um, but, yeah, it's amazing how all of a sudden they're experts and they can comment on sporting – Achievements when they haven't had one in their life, but I'm not. We're not allowed to comment on anything else but sport. It's quite weird. It's quite bizarre. I tell you what, if you if you're buying, never mind crypto, you'd be buying. If you would have bought shares in the Olympics last week, you've done well because they haven't they shot shot the lights out compared to what we're expecting. Our lack of uh, expectations. The Australians. Well, the Australians, and also how good we are. I mean, all we're hearing about was the Tokyo pandemic, which is obviously still very real, but. Yeah, yeah, a couple of Australian wins, and all of a sudden, where yourself? Oh, who cares about fucking COVID? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Um, winning heals every winning. Winning fixes a lot of things, Ralph. As we know in AFL and all the sports, winning, um, winning can paper over a lot of cracks. So no, but they've been awesome. It is good that we're, it's in our time zone, so we can um, watch it at a normal hour. But yeah, it's been really good. It's amazing how all of a sudden, like. We couldn't give a hoot about any of these sports, and then for, no. you know, for two weeks and four years, all of a sudden, I can't get my eyes off the pommel horse or the the rings or the uneven bars, or you know, <laughs> watching clay shooting, which you know, which is phenomenal. Archery. Exactly, watching Archery. all these sports that no one gives a fuck about, apart from the people who are in them, and all of a sudden, we love them for two weeks because Australians in, and we can whack them in multis. It's, it's quite phenomenal how all of a sudden we're all experts in sports that none of us know the rules. About. All of a sudden. I'm a judo expert. <laughs> well, Dane, I've got a question for you last night because um, I don't sleep at the moment. I was just listening in the background to an interview with one of our Hockey Roos players. It wasn't Georgie, uh, friend of the show. I couldn't, can't remember who it was because I was trying to sleep, have my eyes closed. But there, um, in an interview, she actually quoted something, which I think it goes completely against um, your makeup. The um, interviewer asked her and, and commented on how well, the hockey roos have been going, particularly in defence. And she said, well, defence wins medals because if you don't score, if you don't let the other team score, they can't beat you. Now, you're notoriously known for saying defensive pressure doesn't win you brownlows. So it's kind of a flip side, but can you see what she's saying? <laughs> yes. But the, yes. Well, that's a team, that's team success. Yes. That is, that's derivative for team success where I'm talking about an individual accolades like, Defensive pressure doesn't win well, individual accolades. I'm glad we've cleared that up. Do you think that defensive Where, pressure um, is an important part of some people's game? Yes. 
just not Very yours. Cool. And that's why you have that's, that's why you have role players who aren't good enough to go out and do what the stars do. <laughs> <laughs> so they take up they so they take up the slack of doing defense. It's, it's absolutely it's why you don't have eighteen A graders on the field. No one does. Okay. So you have you let your five six A graders do what they do offensively. And then you have mm-hmm. all the other workman-like players pick up the slack around the defensive stuff and the role-playing and <clears throat> getting into spots where, um, which helps the side on a defensive um, structure sort of thing. And then um, you let the let the guns do what they do best. So it takes um, a whole village. It takes um, <laughs> what? So you're saying that. <laughs> so you're saying that. Um, basically, if we were to rank them, A graders are your your attacking players, and B graders well, just fill depends. up the defense. There's no A grade well, defense players. Well, listen, I'm not. Give me another one or two hockey games, and I'll be more. Um, I'll be an expert in it. <laughs> but if it, if you're talking about the hockey, and if I translate it to footy, well, yes, you have your guns who go out and have because it's impossible to have to be. As, Dominantly offensive as it is to be dominant defensive, you cannot possibly run that for hard offensively and defensively the whole game. It's just the way the ball moves, you cannot. So you have to take some breaks. You have to take a breath at some stage. So the star offensive players will take it on defense every now and then mm-hmm. because they're so good offensively. And the, the star defensive players will take it on offense because that's not their job. Their job is not to have 30 or taggers and stuff. They're, their job is not to have 30. Their job is to stop the opposition mid. So once um, the Tigers in offense, they'll stop and just get their breath back because when they get back on defense, they have to chase the offensive star around. Now, I don't know if that's the same in hockey, but I'm sure they have their goal scorers. And look at soccer players, like the strikers, they just sit in the forward half and wait for the ball to come to them. And they're all the high-paid A-graders. Like, you know, I don't... Don't see Ronaldo running back in a box, you know. Well, he's probably been in a few boxes, but um, <laughs> but you don't see him probably more than most, I would imagine. But um, you don't see him doing diving tackles in the in the penalty box stuff, like because he's the A grader and he gets given the ball and he does what he does. So you, you know what they they actually there's a name for him in soccer called the water carriers. Okay. They, 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 they you know the the. Uh, the equivalent of our taggers, I guess you can say. They they carry the water up the field, and then the the stars do the rest. Up, yeah, exactly. It, it happens in every sport. I'm sure it's no different to hockey and stuff like. You have your A graders who put on the show, and then you've got the rest who, you know, you put a team around. Um, you build the team around your stars, and what their deficiencies are, you put the you fill up the rest of the side with the players who can help fill that deficiency, and then that's how you create a successful side. Should be a GM. Well, EG, Sam, so you obviously weren't listening a few weeks ago. EG, when Sean Burgoyne had 18 clearances against Collingwood and Dane said, fuck, how well is he going? Thank fuck, he's not my man. So I wonder who's on him. John. Example. So is this your wheelhouse, Sam, about the, the, the twisties that, uh, that Simone Biles had? So the gymnast right, who... Yeah. Not the chicken ones, eh? Not the chicken ones? No. The, I'm pregnant, no. Ralph, so I was thinking food when you said twisties. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what does that mean? When they, they, they lose their nerve mid-air, does it? Yeah, and I think she's caught... Well, I'm surprised that she's caught... Have you heard of it? Is it, she, a, is it a term that you've heard of? Because you're, 
you taste gymnastics and stuff, yeah? Yes, yes. I wouldn't say we use the word twisties, but I know what you're coming from. But you from. know it? I know, I know what you're talking about, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what's happened. And unfortunately for her, she doesn't play a sport like golf or swimming where if she freaks out mid, you know, competition or race, she just has a bad putt or she doesn't hit the wall first. If she freaks out mid trick on the beam or even on the floor, she risks paralysis and, you know, it's a dangerous sport to not have your head in the game. So to pull out the way she did, I think is super courageous. There's a gymnast back in the seventies or eighties. Her name escapes me now, but I can see her. um, She broke her leg and continued doing it with one leg. And at the time people thought she was heroic, but in, in hindsight, looking back, you're just like, you're a fucking idiot because you've got to put yourself before. Why is her winning a gold medal for her country more important than her life and her health? So I think she did the right thing. It depends thing. if you've got a multi going soon. Well, mm, exactly. if you're Dane Swan and had Simone Biles to win gold as an easy in your multi, then... A lot of people fell with the, the USA women's team when Russia pipped them. Mm. <laughs> that broke a lot of multis. <laughs> yes. I mean, an American did win last night, won the artistic finals. It just wasn't Simone yeah. Biles. Which is good for the the rest of the competitors. It means someone else is having a go, you know, share it around. Yeah, she is been, by far the best. A, there was a lot of um, – it's amazing how when you're competing for your country, no matter what country, how everyone in that said country just thinks they have a right to say what you should and be, shouldn't be doing because you're competing for the country. It's like, well, they're also competing for themselves. Like you, yes, you're under the Australian flag, but that doesn't give every – person in the country who's got a Twitter thread or has got a Twitter feed the right to say what they should and shouldn't be doing with themselves, with their body, what their mental state, what they should be, um, how they should be competing. Like, it's incredible how everyone like can just all of a sudden think they have the right to an opinion on, well, I guess everyone has the right to an opinion, but the right to say what they should and shouldn't be doing. So, well, <clears throat> you know, the set athlete is actually competing for themselves. And I think, they probably have put in more work than some fat fuck that's sitting on the couch, like <laughs> um, writing, tweeting, or you know, writing articles about you know that she's or she or he is weak as piss or mentally fragile. And the young kids these days, and then whether it's Simone Biles or whether it's one of the swimmers or you know, from whatever field they're in, <laughs> um, it's quite remarkable that everyone thinks they get the right to have a say on what that person is doing just because they play for they're competing under the banner of said country. It's, um, it's ridiculous, but um, I guess that's the world we live in. So I don't think she or he understands their body and do you not think they want to win a medal for their country? They've worked for four years. They get a minute every four years or however long their sport goes for to win gold and that's the pinnacle of their sporting life. You know, like Every other sport you get a go once a year pretty much. Um, the Olympics is the pinnacle for them every four years. And, you know, if they get born on the wrong year, they might only ever get one go because it might it might come and go and get too old or, you know, miss the Olympics. So um, I think their coaches and themselves have a pretty good idea of what they know it takes to win. And if someone pulls out for a reason that people don't like, well, you know, they can just get fucked. Absolutely. <laughs> Correct. And the media as well, like there was a couple of articles which I didn't even bother clicking on because the headline was 
clearly just for clickbait. They've clearly gone with an opinion that is going to ruffle some feathers. Like you said, Simone Biles is weak as piss as a quote that someone else had said. And someone's title actually was that. It was an American journalist. He's sitting in his his fucking talk show chair looking all pompous in his fucking suit saying, you know, I've got a different opinion. Simone Biles <coughs> is weak as piss. And realistically, they, he's just gone. He may not even agree with that, but he's gone with that to get you to click on the story and get you angry and get you invested and, yeah and we can't bite every exactly. time the media does their clever shit exactly and you see like i was watching the triathlon or whatever it was the other day and like the amount of like incredible the the work ethic that all of the olympians have like you know the, one of the the blow who won the world cup second or something won the triathlon i had to be like fell over pretty much fell over the line spewed his guts up and like got wheelchaired like off the starting line to where he's going now like the amount of Exhaustion in your body that you must have that you must have to exert the amount of energy to be able to finish it like a race and then get wheelchaired off, mate. Plus, I got, uh, the only time that's ever happened was when I got wheelchaired off in Vegas, and mate, the, the amount of <laughs> the exhaustion, the amount of energy I put my body through uh, <laughs> those couple of days, like you know, it's fucking incredible. So, he's like two hours. Like, it's phenomenal how hard they they work, and you know we sit here in our ivory tower telling them what they should and shouldn't be doing. Like they're all amazing athletes in their own right. Some obviously less than others because of the sport they've chosen, but um, they've all got unique skills, and that's why for two weeks every four years we come together, and all of a sudden we become transfixed on sports that we didn't even know was sports. Gotcha. But now here we are loving them, and obviously we have a fairly um, big rivalry in this house, um, America versus Australia, um, which was which was going well for a couple of races. But I think that I think she's probably going to get me in the athletics. <laughs> You're fair chance. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and that people have to just accept that what Piers Morgan or Andrew Bolt locally they actually write things to get reactions. So if people yeah. react, you're playing the game that they want you to play. Exactly, you're lining their pockets. Yeah. Absolutely. But as far as the, as you said, 20, though, the athlete not only knows it's, uh, themselves, in this case herself, with Simone Biles, but it, it's one thing to say, oh, well, you know, sport, you've got to tough it out, and even take aside what you said, Sam, about the dangers of it. Jeez, there's been some carnage over the years of previous champions who didn't respect their mental health, or the environment wasn't to respect mental health. And that's been one of the great things in the past decade or so. And I think uh, Alex Fasolo, while you were playing Swanee, there was one, and Nathan Thompson before that at Hawthorne, and now it's 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 more considered a thing you respect the athlete, that they're pushing themselves to the limit. And if they think they, they need uh, to have a break, you've got to respect that. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, you know, if you read it, you know, Simone obviously wanted to, um, she was, she's the last, I think, member of the Larry Nasser era or whatever it was and um, she's still competing so to give to, to shine a light on what happened back then so you know there's a lot of th- uh, the weight that would be put on her shoulders from everything that's happened through the gymnastics stuff with, with Larry Nasser and um, you know her being the poster poster child and um, the weight she has to carry on her shoulders is absolutely phenomenal so we don't know what's going on in her head and um, she got the twisties or whatever it is. It's quite like for the weird, how bad a, it's not a disease, how bad like a illness it must be. So in Australia, it's a very 
uh, weird name name for an illness in the twisties. It's just Jeezel. not a doesn't <laughs> yeah, the, the, the tubes. <laughs> doesn't sound very serious, but um, no, listen, she's amazing. She's the she. I think she's clearly the the greatest um, gymnast that's ever lived. So Absolutely. good on her. Um, she'll she'll be off to do better, bigger, and better things at some stage. So and it's only a sport. Um, we all we all love sport and we all um, you know live or die by it. But in the end, it's just a game. Um, it's not as important as life, as we all know. We all get sucked into it. And we all love it, and you know we get invested and we can say things we don't mean or we can abuse people we don't mean or you know when we win and we think it's the greatest thing in the world, when we lose, it's the worst thing in the world. But in the end, it is just a sport and we'll move on and it's not as important to her health and anyone's health and well-being and living a happy life. You accidentally sometimes say something very profound. I know you don't intend to. (laughs) I was thinking yesterday about this debate, the the so-called debate with mental health. It was actually similar to what you said about illicit drugs now season one because some media hot takers at the time, whatever the topic was, but it was illicit drug, as in what the extended topic was. It was illicit drugs in the in the news, and some people said, "Oh, some players are going to can rot the system, or it's been known to rot the system." And you said, "Well, it's far more important that the vast majority of people end up healthy than finding out that one person's rotted the system." And with mental health, isn't it similar that if one person happens to say, you know, is effectively to dumb it down, take your sickie. Well, who gives a fuck if it means that the vast majority of people are well off and, and better off yeah. than putting themselves through torture? Yeah, absolutely. Of course it is. And I think, especially in the Olympics case, like people are just so, especially who love the Olympics, they're just so drawn on gold medal. If she, if Simone Bowles was just a pleb who just made the squad and wasn't, you know, was never going to feature in the gold medals, well, uh, would anyone care? It's just because the Americans have no. exactly Americans have got like, all right, there's a gold medal. We'll, pen, we'll pencil that in because she's going to win this gold and this gold. When it, like Katie Ledecky, you see people all of a sudden like having a go at her because she's the she was the greatest American swimmer. But um, they're just so focused on well, that's a gold medal for that. And then when it doesn't happen, they just crack the shits and they people lash out because it's an expected gold medal and. It's like it's like it's their gold medal. Mm. It's like because she wins one for America, everyone like it gets split up between three hundred million people, and they'll get a slice of the medal. Mm. So oh, it's not fucking yours; it's hers. <laughs> like she's representing, or it's any, they're representing the chosen country. But I don't get any of Titmus's gold medal. No, there's anyone else apart from her. So um, we can enjoy it, but like we shouldn't be as invested as as her or, or when they lose, like when they. Fucked up the relay yesterday. Apparently, like, why should we care any more than they do? They, I'm sure they're hurting that they didn't win it, but like, it's it's not ours to lose, so we just move on. Did 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 you think Dean Boxall was big big footing? <laughs> what does big footing mean? <laughs> Sam's been amused by this one. I couldn't believe it, what Ralph. I'm so glad, mean? so glad you brought it up on Twitter because a few people sent me lots of different um things, basically making the show about him, like. The, the, the result was that Ariane Titmus won gold for her country, which should have been an amazing feat and is an amazing feat, but people are claiming that because in, in chauvinistic male tendencies, he's made it all about him. 
Yeah, well, what about the people who write those articles? They're big footing Ariana and the coach. Absolutely. Because they're making it all about that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you are spot on. Uh, um, so it just, it just goes down. It's like a ripple effect. It just goes down and down. And like people see something, and we've talked about it you know, ad nauseum on here, like cancel culture. People see something and go, fuck, you know what? Instead of just going up, like, do you reckon he pre-planned that? Like, do you reckon he goes, I'm going to come out here and make a fucking cut of myself or do whatever? And like, <laughs> yeah, do the ultimate warrior, like when she wins gold. Of course not. He just got caught up in the moment. It was, you know, if you were a reasonably, if you're a reasonably um, minded person, you just go, oh, well, he's just, look how pumped he is for his pupil, for his, you know, his student that he's coached to a gold medal who she's obviously an absolute star. And people find, well, here's, you know, here's some fucking male, um, Toxic masculinity that a weekend put on because she's a female swimmer. And all we'll, made up uh, shit, yeah. Exactly. We'll, fuck, you know, we'll write a good article and we'll become woke and we'll try and get him cancelled. I ridiculous. wonder if their reaction, uh, and I think I know the answer to this, but I, I don't think their reaction to him would have been the same if Ariana was male. Like if she was a male swimmer and won, yes, won gold and he went off like that, these fucking people that are so called. Angry about it wouldn't have had an, the opinion that they have. They would have been like, "Oh, how good is it that the coach is getting behind their swimmer?" So you're making a thing out of it, but you're making a gender thing out of it by bringing it up. And they make and those people make it about them. Correct. So they're they're not doing it to try and help. They're just doing it to write an article so they get clicks, and they make it all of a sudden about them. Oh, look at this lady! Or look at look at this journal. Isn't he right trying to save fucking the world? Like. It's ridiculous, but no matter what happens, if he had stood there and not celebrated at all and just give her a thumbs up, they'd be like, well, he doesn't care, she's female. Well, if yeah. a male had that, he would have went off his tits and would have celebrated more. So you, for some people, you can't win. So the the quicker we start realising that and stop listening to the minority, the better off we'll be. So, Sam, I've got to ask you this one that I found. Oh, right, yeah. So it's from Adam Cassidy, who works at Cricket Australia. Now, I just need to get the update here. It's had 4,300 likes. Oh, my God. Is that a lot? Are we saying it. that's a lot? Well, I suppose for an average guy like, you know. All right. Um, is that a lot? Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm saying so it's got a good reaction. Okay. Yeah. Why are successful male athletes always told in interviews that they inspire children all over Australia, but successful female athletes only inspire girls? Do those interviewing not understand women can inspire young boys too? Sam, is the world fucked? He's, he's, he's not far off the mark. Although, what? although someone else, I think it might have been Ash Barty actually. It was one of our Australian athletes has been, and I, I, my ears actually pricked up because she said in her answer, it may not have been Ash Barty. It was someone, one of our female athletes said, if I can inspire little boys or little girls around the world, and my ears pricked up because you're not used to hearing that. Usually they do go, oh, you know, you're inspiring little girls. Whereas, I don't know why they do, but it's a good point he raises there. <laughs> No, I don't think Ralph agrees with you, Sam. I, I couldn't. Well, my, my, my point is, it, it, of course, Ash Barty's inspiring boys. Why does it have to be spelled out? No, it doesn't. But what, I, what I'm agreeing, I, I'm agreeing with you in that point. I'm also agreeing with him in that, yeah, he's right. Most journos do say that. It's not saying, right. that, it's not saying that they don't inspire. It's not saying that people like Ash Barty don't inspire. It's, it's saying that journos specifically say to women, you inspire little girls. And they say to people like Dane, you inspire children. Oh, would, well, they, would, they, would, they be, would he be saying that because women don't usually like pathways in the AFL and stuff like that? So when they 
like it's different. Is that why, why you were saying that, Ralph? Well, what I would because boys, men are always kids, young boys are always pushing a sports where women aren't. So when you say that um, you know, you're inspiring the young girls, it means you might change the girls' opinion on a certain sport so they go into it. Is that? Well, that would be a natural thing to do, and and just yeah. as Kathy and Freeman inspired runners, and Shane Warne inspired people to play cricket. I mean, just it's a generational thing. Well, I don't see why it's a gender thing, but I don't think no, it. Yeah, everything's I don't a gender think thing, I suppose, be, if you look for it. Yeah, I think the journalism exactly. made it a gender thing. Uh, if you, now, if you not having a gender is a gender thing. The right. Absolute. Well, I think just yeah, Jess Fox as a, a fantastic uh, achievement yesterday, but her dad called. The yeah, the win. Oh my gosh! How would Billy have gone calling your uh, Anzac Day goal? <laughs> that was oh, not not great. I wouldn't have thought. Not that he would have <laughs> got emotional, but I'm not sure Dad doesn't say much of the best times. I'm not sure Dad's gonna um, commentate anything. So um, Dad was more just to prefer to have his headphones in, listening to the the radio and watching me. I think yeah, he wasn't a great commentator, but got a fair well, effort by it. Wasn't he cool, dude? Though. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was great by her. Geez, having the women um, really just give it to the blokes in um, our Olympic uh, meddling so far. They've been unbelievable. The women, um, Jess was after the heartbreak of, what, two, two days ago or something like that, where yep. she, she didn't get that last penalty, she wins gold, I think, and she gets that. Then to come back and have a flawless routine. Look, once again, look, I don't even know what K1 stands for. I, I thought those two events were exactly the same. One's kayak, K, and one's canoe, C. Okay, well, there you go. So um, all of a sudden I'm now an expert in kayaking and canoeing. Everybody. Um, so, but yeah, she was phenomenal, like a flawless run. Um, yeah, perfect. She's got, a lot of these women are going to make a lot of money um, in the next couple of years with what they've achieved over the last week. So good on them. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, she's she's a, she's brilliant. You just retucking yourself there? Uh, I was grabbing the dog. The dog wanted to come in bed. Anybody? Are we All still right. on the topic of? Well, before we go from, before we go to footy, um, let's mm. let's stay on athletes and and mental toughness. Um, I, I've been seeing the ads lately of your mate Dane Heath. He's um going to be competing on SAS. Have you seen the ads? Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've known for a very long time he was doing it. Yes, and what are your thoughts Did on his Did you give him advice? Yeah, how do you hopefully think Hopefully it's better going? than his TV show. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's better than the current show he's on. So I was wondering if perhaps the Heater, Heater and Daisy show hasn't gone so well, so he's decided to step on up to SAS and give that a crack instead. Yeah, yeah. So he, no, that's been filmed. I was filmed ages ago. Um, yeah, we knew he was going to be on it. Um, a long time out. But, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully he goes all right on it. Um, so what do you reckon is tougher, jumping out of the plane or watching the Heath and Daisy show? No, what do you reckon? I've jumped out of a plane twice, no problem. I'd jump out of one without a parachute. <laughs> and and do you think, Dane, that um, what what TV show do you think is tougher to do, Survivor? Oh, sorry, not Survivor. I'm a celebrity or SAS? Oh, SAS for sure. Would you do it? Yeah. No. Nah. Uh, well, listen, as we all know, money talks, but it'd have to be a lot more than they pay these. <laughs> um, <laughs> confidentially. Just because, um, like, I'm not, I, for starters, I wouldn't, I couldn't be, I couldn't take them seriously. 
look, when they're yelling at me, because I look when they say, I'll go to the TV show. Like, stop yelling at me. Would and you? I just laugh. And the, the other thing is, I have no, I have no interest in them, like rehashing up my past and all, and just like trying to break me down. Because I, I wouldn't. I'd be like, mm. this is so fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> like, I know where I am. I know who I am. Like, you're not going to break me down. And I'm not. Like, it's just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd buy into the. The self cleansing. I don't need to be healed. I don't need to be cleansed. I don't need to be yelled at. Like I don't respond well to being yelled at like that. I just be like, "Fuck off!" Don't. <laughs> so no. But lots of funny talks. But um, I was asked. I was asked to do celebrity Big Brother, but wasn't enough. So how do you cope if you don't get yelled at at home at all? Uh, yeah, but that's that's different. <laughs> Do you think that the yelling would break you or the activities? Because I'm similar to you. Like, not saying that I, I'm no. definitely not saying I'd be able to do the activities, but I'm saying like being yelled at would break me more than because. Well, I, I, just, I just wouldn't enjoy it. Like yeah. celebrity yeah. celebrity jungle, I like like yeah, sleeping <laughs> like it, celebrity jungle is easy. Like if like if you don't if you don't don't have a problem with animals and like you, you know, like I said, you know, I've eaten them worse. I've eaten and drank worse on Mad Mondays and footy trips and the shit I had to do in there. Um, you know, so like I, I enjoyed playing with the critters going to South Africa, sleep like it was it was very it was easy if you you know, it was easy where SAS they put you through some torturous shit which, you know, I could probably do, but I just wouldn't I wouldn't enjoy it. Where the celebrity stuff, you know, it's a family show, it's fun. So like, you know, it's for kids who want to laugh at you with a spider on your face now. That's not a problem unless you obviously have an enormous fear of spiders. Then I don't have, like I don't care enough to have a fear of anything, so it doesn't really bother me with that show. Man, like I'm not have been sleep deprived unless it's my own sleep deprivation <laughs> techniques. Well, you know, or being stuck underwater. Like, I just have zero interest in, in doing that. And like I said, I don't need to be on TV bringing up all, you know, all the shit I've done wrong in the past to, to bring it all up again just to be like, man, I don't care. Like, this is not going to break me. Well, I'll just laugh at them and they just they just yell at me more and be like, no, this is fucking stupid, I'm leaving. Would they make you walk a long way without music? Yeah, stuff like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, waking up at like 3 a.m. to go for a 10K run and stuff like that. Well, listen, the, a, pay, a big paycheck would change all that in a heartbeat. <laughs> but, but it's going to be really big. Yeah, one. exactly. One that doesn't fit in the Actually, car. Speaking speak of which, has is, is the phone rung this week? <laughs> the phone rang. Uh, with, with, with radio offers after oh, yeah. publicly. Flat out. Flat out. Well, you know what I'm going to do this Sunday? I'm going yeah. to celebrate my sacking while having a drink. Can't <laughs> <laughs> wait. You're unlikely to be up early Monday morning? Uh, very, very unlikely. <laughs> um, I was actually going to set an alarm for like 7.30 and just have it go back to sleep. You have nothing to do. Just, just to remind wake up. Exactly. Just a little win at home. <laughs> yeah, just a thank you little win. Um, yeah, I'm going to go have a drink on Sunday and just remind myself that that's what Monday mornings are for. Just sleep in and feel sorry. Uh, <laughs> jump in the... Now jump in the sauna, have a sweat, and then that's um, why I got it. By the way, um, to the people having a go up, you had a bird for 
accurately quoting what you actually said on the show, I, I might have rang Fiona and said, have a listen. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I thought, well, this is something that might be in a wheelhouse. So we appreciate, as opposed to two years ago, we appreciate if someone wants to give us free publicity and quote us accurately. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, I, I tell no lies. That's what I've got. I still haven't had a, actually still haven't had a phone call from them letting me know. Um, I actually just seen, so I still follow them on Instagram. Um, not that better where I won't unfollow them. But Nazim is going, joining the show, that arsehole. So, like, <laughs> it's just... Is he a fellow just, jungle man to yours? He is, he is. Yeah. He, was a fr- he was a friend of mine. He's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he can fuck off. In. Yep. Um, just, I'm going to send him an abusive message. Uh, well, the, so now one... you're learning about the media, Dane. Now you're learning about exactly. the media. Yeah. And there's yeah. one thing that people should uh, know by now about Dane is that he does stand by his word. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, here you go. I just, um, someone just tagged me. Um, they, they've got one of yours, actually. Christian Petrarca. They what? Just, uh, FM's got Christian yeah. Petrarca. Oh, uh, well. A goat replacing a goat, hey? Yeah, you, know, you got to bag him. <laughs> where, where are your alliance? You've compromised me here, haven't you? <laughs> exactly. Where's your, where's your alliance to? Well, if you, if you have a look at my surname, Dave, I'm going to get earned by you. So, but <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know what? You know what? The good thing is, you know what? He's going to turn up and do his job because he's still playing footy. Yes. So, so they've probably made the right decision there. Um, he's probably got a bit more knowledge of the inner workings of. I'd hope they're paying him more than they'll pay me, which I would imagine they would. Um, is he got a different yeah. manager's manager? Well, it wouldn't have to be hard to be any better. <laughs> they'll pay me, so. Um, but, but yeah, I'm good on him. He he will turn up um, because, well, you know what? He won't even have to turn up because they're not. No, they're not in a hub. But um, yeah, no, good on him. He's he's a very good player, and he'll he'll bring some. A lot more wisdom than I will. So um, they couldn't have just told me that. And I have to find it. I've been broken up on social media. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I can't believe what they put you through here. Hey, um, so grand final. I hope the juice is worth his squeeze. Exactly. Grand final talk this week is Ed's come up with a plan to get everyone fully vaccinated, fully tested, tested during the week in a hub through the 
Gates, uh, and then rapid testing on Saturday morning. What amused me, Dane, was do you think Ed was fair to give about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think he's fair to give about everything? <laughs> yeah. Um, Could you imagine the passion dripping off him when he's selling this one? <laughs> uh, so, Could you imagine yeah, the well, fallout if Eddie Maguire somehow gets the country to get vaccinated when our Prime Minister couldn't? Well, that's well, true. Sport, sport does one of Sport does amazing things. Um, well, would you do it if Melbourne made the granny? Um, look, personally... Is it worth your time? Oh, no, I'd do it. Anyway. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care less, but I, I'm just wondering if... We're, we're, we're trying to be logical here. There's there's no crowds. At, at, all we're talking about is certainly we're taping this Friday morning whenever someone's listening to this. There's no crowds allowed round 21. So far, this is a certainty. Round 20 or 21, there's no crowds allowed. As we speak, we don't know where the venues are going to be around 21, 22, and 23, but we're meant to not have the MC, the grand, we're going to have a grand final at the MCG. I'm thinking a bit of bullshit. But the uncertainty saying that it's got to go to Optus, doesn't it? So you're saying very slim chance that where it's got to be at the G? Oh, well, I think the government really, really wants it to be at the G. Yeah, and I, I think the government is, um, and the AFL sort of, there's a few helping each other. If you scratch my back, I'll scratch it. Which is fair enough. I'm not having a go at anyone. But 60,000 full at Optus instead of, what, 35,000 in the MCG with masks on. And and, and now, now, trust me on this one, if it is at the MCG and there's like half a crowd, what's going to be the headlines? Oh, look how many corporates are there compared and look how many real fans are locked out. Well, get yeah. it somewhere where it's full. Well, I've got a couple of thoughts. I've got a thought on that. Yes, please. That's why I brought it up. Well, the, just really, if I can, if I can get to Perth mm. for the week, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, then I'm all for it. Okay, so let, this is this is where I was going from. So there's a choice here, Dane. Dane Swan, Collingwood champion. Let me ask you: Do you prefer? Certainly of a Perth Grand Final with a full week of Grand Final functions where, or here or there. in Perth or here where there's restrictions on having to have functions and you can't do a normal Grand Final week, no real functions, you can't talk to people and there'll be masks at the MCG. What would you prefer? What do you think should happen? Listen, I think Perth would be the perfect <laughs> for the Grand Final. Would you be prepared to isolate for two weeks before you... Talk to people. Oh, it was no. Well, I might be still playing local footy. I think. I think, but so that'd be hard. Yeah. So probably. Well, it'd have to be a big week, Ralph. <laughs> it'd have to be a big week. Um. But would it, but would... Prob- probably not. Probably not. I couldn't. Isolate. I don't think I could isolate. Well, I could for. Obviously, I could if I had to, but it'd be fucking tough. There's, but, uh, there's a lot of juice in the lemons over in Perth. There they is, they there do like Asian talent, Dade. They do. There's a, <laughs> the squeeze is juiceful. <laughs> I'd even get up Monday morning for one. <laughs> <laughs> and the grand final parade today in the paper saying that the grand final parade will now be at, at, uh, at Marvel, potentially. With 20,000 potentially, they're all social distancing. I don't think yeah, I'm much chance of playing for Melbourne. But in all seriousness, with that, if, 
if you can get sixty thousand at the at the Optus and it's fifty fifty here. What in this weird and wonderful time we had it? It's not wonderful. We had a Brisbane last year. Just, just give it to WA this year and say, "Here's your go." You, know, you play the finals over there. Like I don't know the whole finals over there. That's obviously giving West Coast a huge. But or just play the the prelims and the granny over there. <clears throat> so it's all on an even keel. Who knows? But um, I've been Optus once. I think for when Collingwood played in the final two years ago. I think and it's an unbelievable stadium. Obviously. The newest lights and sounds are incredible, um, but I guess the next two weeks here will really tell. They'll make they'll make the decision as late as possible, won't they? Yeah. Um, the weird thing, what you just touched on, the weird thing is, I reckon it would be a no-brainer if West Coast weren't playing. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Imagine the imagine the stink that all the Victorians and even Australia, every other side, will be like, look at the unfair advantage West Coast have, and then I guess the what what I think the WA is going to say, well. You get it every year because it's in the end. We have to go there, travel there every year. But you know what? Look at Queen Brisbane last year. It was just, it's just the world we live in at the moment. Until yeah. like this might be West Coast chance. So they might get they might get kissed on the dick and get very lucky, and they might play all, all their finals at home. <clears throat> I still don't think they win it, but um, it just might be one of those years. Like no one complained last year with Brisbane. Like it's just, it's just the way of the world, unfortunately, and. Give it to West Coast, give it to WA. You know, if they're good enough to keep their COVID out and they allowed full, you know, they're unrestricted and can do what they want. Well, it's it's a pretty good argument they put forward to be having the say just the prelims and the granny there, as long as I can get there. Exactly, particularly if you can organise functions in advance. Um, what were yeah. your grand final me- parade memories? Heard Lee um, Matthews say they were fantastic for you. Uh, yeah, they were good. I don't really remember. Like, I can remember them, obviously, but you know, they're not something that I've ever thought about So you've asked me this question right here. Um, yeah, they were good. Like, I remember the, the Collingwood chant drowned out Rewild, I think it was, um, which wasn't very nice, but um, it was good for us. Um, yeah, having like a million people, geez, those were the days. Apparently, I estimate like a million people because Collingwood's first one in 20 years. Um, you know, it was like 90% Collingwood and 10% St. Kilda, the first one. And, um, yeah, it was enormous just going through the crowd. You know, I feel like a bit of a dick sitting up in a car, though. Like, it's not really my go sitting up in a car while I just waving at people like I'm the Queens. So, um, you know, it wasn't my. I didn't really enjoy that part of it, but as long as the crowd and supporters enjoyed it, well, uh, we're on the thing for 40 minutes. Some give a couple of waves and a couple of thumbs up, and then we got off and went See and trained. Brothers. So, yeah, got off and trained, and, and that was it. So, yeah, they're fun. Um, good for the, the people. Um, want to come out with their kids and stuff and see their their teams go around. But as for the players, obviously, it's nice for a little bit, but you obviously got a job to do. So, you get it done, move off, and then you're off to training. Yeah, fair enough. I, um, but, uh, so, when did they say they're they going to do the thing in Marble Stadium? They're saying potentially. This is what this what, so I, I accept that people have to plan. I'm not knocking Mick Warner for his story, but the chances of this happening, they're saying that instead of having a grand final parade, that it will be a ticketed event with 20,000 people there socially distancing and the players get presented to the empty stadium. Oh, what chance of that happening? Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, would you, why would you do with the MCG for 50 if you're going to do that? 
Exactly. Um, no, that's that's absurd. If you not, if you can't do the parade in its entirety, what is the point of having it? It would be well, absolutely yeah. stupid having twenty thousand people there walking out to an empty to twenty thousand people having a way of them walking off. Well, it's another thing you can do in Perth. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is a lot of benefits going to Perth. I'm not sure what the benefits are of having it here at the moment, but um, let's just, I guess, the next couple of weeks we'll. We'll see if we don't get any cases. You know, we might be chance. If they, I don't know this might sound harsh, but if we don't have any cases, why don't they just lock everyone else out until the granny's done? Like, um, lock, lock everyone else out. Like, obviously, with exceptions, you have to come in, stay here, go get a test and quarantine until that test is proven negative, and then you can join society. Why don't they do that if the government really want? to have the granny and it's going to make X amount of dollars for the government and for shops and bars and cafes and that because they're going to get an influx of people. Why don't they do that? I don't know. Is that something that can't be done? Well, I've just got to we're having a ring of steel around Victoria. If you want to come in, you have to come in. If you're coming from, you're not allowed to come from a hotspot. If you're in a green zone, you have to come in, get a test, fucking put them at the airport or something or go get a test, quarantine until your test is negative. usually takes what? Anywhere from two to twenty-four hours, then you're free to do do roam as you please. Is that something that can be done, or I don't, I don't know? I, I don't think they back themselves to be able to do that properly because it's just such okay. an uncertain environment. Okay. You know, well, because those those experts who have spent years and years at uni have found COVID fragments in sewer sewage. You you're disappointed you end up playing footy instead of being able to do that for a living. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we lost another soldier. Just before we get to some listener questions, we lost another soldier during the week, Dane. Yeah, who went down? Adam Simpson. Yeah, oh, yep, yep. Uh, he had to apologise to people he didn't give a fuck about. Yeah, unfortunately, when you're in the inner sanctums of a footy club, you get told you have to apologise about these things and boards and stuff and then want to have, um, you know, a clean sheet and want um, people presenting perfectly. And obviously, Adam, said something which got taken out of context and <clears throat> had to backtrack and had to apologise. So, mate, we're losing them at a rate of knots. We're not going to have any men left. <laughs> I think so. So when uh, – take it on face value first what he said, and then we'll, I'll, we've got the actual grab. So the when he said, you know, we'll, we'll play, play it safe in the draft and, you know, just private schools and mum and dad, uh, you know, married and what have you, which he was using as a poor analogy, that's his words, when he got yeah. on for a second interview. So you went to a private school and you come from a good family and you still mucked up Billy Dawes, didn't you? Yes, I think you, you could argue that a, man, a lot of kids from private schools muck up worse. Exactly. Because they're, in, <laughs> because they're entitled and they fucking do what they want. And, you know, so, um, yeah, absolutely. I think it doesn't matter what socioeconomic background you come from. It's just how you're raised and the values you're taught and how you are as a kid. Like, there's plenty of people who have come from tough times of, that are perfectly behaved children and adults who have never done a thing wrong in their life and there's people from the wealthiest families that are complete fuck-ups. Yeah. So, so it doesn't well, it doesn't matter where you've come from or, or socioeconomic background. It's just how you're raised and the values you're instilled is you as a kid and, you know, making decisions, life decisions, which we all make. Now, we don't get forced in on by because I was, I was poor as a kid doesn't mean I'm going to go be a fuck-up. Or I'm rich, I'm going to be the perfect choir boy. It's completely irrelevant. 
So that that and don't worry, the media really ran with it. And as I said afterwards, they got him on a second time, uh, SEN and and Jared Healy. Um, and he said it was a poor analogy. I've got to own it. I've made a mistake. But yeah. I've got the grab because you wouldn't have heard the grab, right? Uh, Let me play the. This is the grab Sam's got, and and you tell me if he really was meaning that or he was just using, uh, as he said, a poor analogy. Don't let me cloud your judgment. I'll let you be the judge here. Adam, some uh, CEOs across the league meeting over the last couple of days. It looks as though the soft cap will be increased definitely next year by how much we're still not quite sure. What are you lacking right now in your footy department, Adam? If you got a, a certain bag of money, where would you spend it first and foremost? Um, we probably resource um, the welfare side of things with, with our players. Yep. Um, we're probably a coach short and a couple of medicos short as well. And all that adds up to, and I've said this before, it does affect who you, you draft and you develop. You know, you really want to go for the talent and you think, geez, this kid needs a lot of help. Um, we can resource that with, um, you know, support around either mental health issues or family support or uh, learning difficulties or these type of things that you're happy to take a risk on because you can resource it. We just don't have that anymore and, and you're more inclined to go safer in the draft and, um, you'll draft the same type of player. You know, mum and dad are still married. They go to, kids go to the private school. Um, not too much of a hassle off-field. And you get the same type of player, whereas I think we all like to see the risk-takers, don't we? And um, mm. the more resourcing we can have, the more risk-takers we can take. And um, that's probably the main thing. It'll affect the product in the long run. And then the second part's the staff and, and the workload they have. And at the moment, it's just probably tipped over to the point where they question whether they want to do the job. And that's the difficult part. Yeah, pretty tough times at uh, footy clubs. Let's hope you get a little bit of help financially next year. I haven't said that. Just just to be clear, we also understand we're very fortunate to be in this industry. Yep, yep. I don't think we're, we're putting ourselves above anyone else in the community. So we're not crying, Paul. It's just um, this reality and we're all, we're all doing it tough. We understand that. Dane, now you've heard that, do you think it's slightly different the way he was putting it? Yeah, I think it was just... I think he's probably going for tongue in cheek. Like, yep. we need um, just making a very um, obvious point that they need more um, recruiters, they need more, they need more staff to help um, create the list and the environment that they want. And he was saying he doesn't want those safe, boring players who yeah. are in the middle. They want someone who's a bit erratic and that can bring the best out of them. Exactly, because they're generally. Um, who the fans love, and they usually bring a bit of, you know, spunk to the side, and um, they help sides win more often than not. Anyway, Nick Adenui said, taken out of context, without the amazing support of player welfare officers, Indigenous liaison officers, and development coaches in football departments, half of us Midland boys wouldn't have made it. Support towards drafting at-risk kids should always be prioritised in the cap. So, I reckon he wouldn't have said that unless he meant it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sam, just before I get the messages, uh, what have you found from, what is it? Sunscreen scent? What did you send me? Mm. What is that? Exactly. What is that? And it's on a reputable site. They're they're selling perfume. What was the brand again? I can't fucking remember because I'm pregnant. Some reputable brand, expensive brand, is selling perfume in the scent of sunscreen. Why don't you just put fucking sunscreen on if you want to smell like sunscreen? And it's packaged in a fucking airtight bag that you have to pierce with a straw so that 
all the scent is bottled up, for lack of a better phrase, and no scent, no scent escapes until you get that little purchase in your hands. And I thought to myself, fuck, if you can sell sunscreen-scented perfume for hundreds and hundreds of dollars, you can sell anything. Well, I think Gwyneth Paltrow still has. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, people will buy it. People are idiots. <laughs> exactly. From Britain. Would you rather do one more pre-season or one more lockdown? How long is the lockdown? <laughs> Good point. Well, because I don't actually mind a lockdown every couple of weeks because no, like for two weeks every now and then, as long as my business has stayed open, as long as I had a personal lockdown because I'd like sitting in my house for two weeks not talking to anyone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, probably a lock, probably lockdown. Uh, from Ash. Swanee, why haven't you got your throat tattooed? I just got mine done and I fucking love it. <laughs> because I'd never allowed to be I'd never be allowed to see my son again. <laughs> <laughs> I found the line. From Butsy, why do they have open other end non shapes, barbecue and pizza shape boxes? Why do they have what? Open other end on barbecue shape boxes. It's redundant. Well, maybe well probably because um the packaging is easier at the top end to open, I would imagine. I don't know. Just help it out, brother. Just go that way. Hmm. I actually haven't seen the bottom of the, the plastic inside. Maybe you can't open it. From Waxy, uh, this is from Wax and Cal. He's writing this. From Wax and Cal, South Australia. Loving your show, but Dane, does Barney do a number one when he does a number two? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think he does. No, no, they they're, they're separate shitters to pisses because obviously I watch him go to the toilet all the time. Um, <laughs> no, he's different. But if I just I'll stick to my word, you do. You absolutely do shit. You absolutely do piss when you shit. There's nothing shorter. I don't know. I don't know why that's funny. It's fucking. It's biology. From M. <laughs> from, from M. Wits. Are you guys getting an earn from the government ad that rudely interrupts every episode? Oh, what do we say, Dave? Nothing's right. Yep. Exactly. Yes, we yeah. are. We don't have a say well, in yes, that, by the way. The Can we just clear How does that, that work, Sam? What happened? Well, we don't get a say in that. I think that they're advertising right. across most um, podcasts. They just plug in to wherever. They're the, they're the government. Do you think that they ask our permission to advertise on our show? No, they did no. not. No, So, like, and that's why we've backed off the merch, but... I might have to ramp up, given we're going to need a studio soon, so uh, stand by. Absolutely. From Kelly, Marley Williams, looking what? at X8. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I got away with Get the your pens Marley out. Williams, looking for oh. XAFL players to jump in the ring. Will Dane be putting up his hand? Fuck, if we get this That's question fine, one Marley. more time. Dane, can you call um, the air? Not, not for, I, see, I know Marley. Obviously, I know Marley well. Um, I, won't, I won't be doing that one. Um, I don't pay enough. Um I told you, I still don't. I'll, trust me, once if I sign a contract and say I'm fighting someone, I will let you know on here. But um, nothing's for nothing. If the right offer comes along, yes, I'll do anything for the right amount of money. So look, I'm available. It's just, um, just depending on, on when. But nothing is confirmed at this stage. Um, I've had nothing thrown in front of me. Nothing is confirmed at this stage? No. no that I'm, means I'm, there's I'm, offers I'm, out there. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. People, people keep people keep asking me. I must be the last person to know. 
But like, I'm, was that what happened with your radio show? <laughs> the last person I got the R. <laughs> Uh, From Joel, what Dane's most player. bizarre bet this Olympics? Oh, yeah, good question. Uh, bet. Um, I did watch sport. Uh, oh, mate, fuck. Or one of the prop bets. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't done a, a prop bet yet. I'm always just like, what's on? Because I, I don't want to fucking put on a rhythmic gymnastics bet if I'm not going to be able to watch it. Because I, I only <laughs> I look, look, look at your, um, I look at what the upcoming bet is. <laughs> Multi four or five, mate. And if Ed have gone from the pommel horse to the <laughs> uneven bars, the judo, the clay shooting, mate. If the and yeah, I've bet on just about every fucking sport, every um, event there has been to win money, and I haven't gone real good because you know why? Just one too many legs, Ralph. Can you <laughs> imagine, Ralph? Can you imagine saying the just- women's four by two? The women's four by two hurt. That was a mu- <laughs> Is that a multi-daughter? Yeah, that hurt. That, that stung. I knew as soon as we weren't leading after it missed, I was like, we like, they won't be unforced like the rest of us. But once the Aussies were leading, I was like, oh, we're in trouble here. So that ruled me multi. But you know what? It is what it is. We, we win all we learn. I've learned a bit over these Olympics. Dane just said he doesn't want to put a bet on rhythmic gymnastics unless he can get back to watch it. Can you imagine being down in Paran, just coming across Dane walking Barney one afternoon and Dane having to cut the conversation short? Sorry, mate, I've got to go because the, the ribbon's about to start. Could you yes, imagine? Yes, I can. You can? <laughs> I wouldn't have left me house then before coming on in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, from all good sometimes, sent us a nice email during the week. Thank you. Does Dane realise how good a super coach player he was? A certainty for the Hall of Fame. For the Hall of Fame in Supercoach. Supercoach Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I played it. I always had myself. What um, did those guys call you? Was it, was it, they call a pig, doesn't it? Yeah, it? that's in the dream team. Um, right. Fantasy pig, yeah. I actually wore that beanie to footy training last night um, to remind myself of how good I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Supercoach was fun. Um, no, I was, I was okay at it. I think was mine. Is there a hall of fame for it? I think I'd be a walk-up start. Doesn't mean you're any good. Just means I got it a lot. From Anthony, when will you get Heard and Shane on for a reunion with the current team? As soon as we get, well, probably he'll. They'll come on with Camo, won't they? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, just a week after I share the ruck duties with Max Gord, I would say. Um, from Connors, one player, five seconds to go in a grand final, one out. Choose your best one-out attacker. Like, sorry, the ball's coming in deep yep. 50. Can he nominate himself? No. Well, Dusty's good one-on-one, but if, it depends who the back is. Tom Hawkins is pretty good one-on-one. Current players, I suppose he's saying, yeah. Are oh, you talking current? You said current player. I, I, I didn't say. I'm just trying to think if it's current or all-time. Oh, well, Carey, obviously, if it was Carey or Ablett, if it was all-time, and current players, probably Tom Hawkins. He's a... Big, big man. He's very hard to move. He seems like he'll win all these one-on-ones. From Brendan, why, who does Ralph think he is after posting pictures of Dane and Sam like that last week? <laughs> I mean, that was me. <laughs> Yours was quite From cute, Luke, Ralph. when are you making your return I'd to footy, Sonny? I'd had a tough week. I'd been sacked. My first ever sacking. <laughs> and then you go and post photos like that. <laughs> very very mean, a young fellow. What's wrong with that? Very mean and uncalled for. Um... When are you making a return to local footy, asked Luke? Uh, tomorrow. We're back, unless, I don't know, how many, have we, had, 
how many cases have we had today? Does anyone know? Uh, yeah, three all linked. So, yeah, we should okay, be right. Okay, so, so we're playing tomorrow. Um, no, I'm playing it. It's my first away game. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the heck league's going to be like for me. So obviously I played away, like, in, you know, in Adelaide when I was playing AFL and when the reserves. This will be my first local footy away game. So, but I, I'm not sure that, I don't know how they, how can they stop crowds? I, like, people just walking their dog around the boundary. I don't know how you can shoot someone from a public space. Well, it's probably the same as in amateurs. You can't drink on the side. Even though you can't really stop someone having a beer on the in public. So, so I don't. So I imagine there's going to be. A, there might not be fucking three hundred people there. Thousand people. It might be a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of response I get from an away crowd for the first time. Um, could be a bit of fun. This is actually the side that complained about me. Complained about us um, when we won. So um, bunch of slick player. <laughs> should be fun. It's nice. To, it's going to be meant to be 19 tomorrow. A bit of rain, but um, I trained last night. It's actually nice to get out and have a kick. And I've done it for three weeks, so I'm, I kicked the ball for about half an hour last night. And I'm, I'll tell you what, I don't recover the way I used to. Uh, okay. I have to go get some any flans this morning, but um, but yeah, no, it'd be fun to get out and have a kick um, tomorrow. So we're playing at Bentley. Um, I have to Google where Bentley is, but I can't. <laughs> oh I, can't I can't imagine it's too far away from home. Um, <laughs> But if you've been in the Caulfield Cup before, yeah, we'll go another five minutes along the highway. Yeah, it's it's about, about three suburbs away from Caulfield. So, yeah. right. hey, um, so just to finish with though, I don't know, Samantha, do you watch the front bar? Um, sometimes, I, um, sometimes, yes. I love the front bar. I quite like I it. Yeah. We had a you, you tweet about it every time it's on, Ralph. I love it. It's quite fantastic funny. show. They've yeah. run with the footy show baton, you know. Yes, correct. And every week I'm thinking, when's our man going to be on? It is a good question. Who, me? You. you. You've been asked? I don't think I can. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, during the week there's all this outrage about um, someone complaining to the Advertising Standards Council that there's too much alcohol being shown. And I'm reading, and then... What a fucking... What kind of arsehole... <laughs> sits there and watches the front bar and thinks, you know what? Shit, they're advertising beer and they're not telling people about it. But what kind of loser sits there and does that and doesn't worry about the entertainment and the show that they're putting on? Because these are very, well, they're very funny. Like, it's a great combo they've got, you know, the way they work. Sits there and thinks about that. Like, what kind of arsehole do you have to be to sit there and then go, you know what? I'm going to complain. I'm going to talk like Kermit the Frog on the air for Kermit. Get out and just start punching away on a typewriter. Uh, what? That's, people like that, don't, oh yeah, mate, it's ridiculous. They should be thrown in jail. So, Stupidity. this was from the Herald Sun article on, on Sunday, only here for the beer, Mick, and then all the things you just spoke about. But deep into the article, Sam. The strict rules around guests also emerge in the response. The front bar does not host any guests that appear under the age of 25 are known for having a conviction for drink the alcohol-related offences. <laughs> so, so, so I'm out. Barred. I'm out. But probably a good excuse for them never to ask me. Um, I'm not sure I would have ever been asked anyway, but, um, yeah, they could just draw a line through me pretty easily. Um, so we're, the, we're just building a list here. Kiss FM, the front bar. <laughs> Season Jeez. one of our podcast. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> we're not welcoming us in. <laughs> um, You're catching me, mate. Exactly. <laughs> Footy show. Um, well, that's what I got the art. Um, no, that, that, the whole show got the flick. That's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not good for me, is it? Um, my, we'll, try and, we'll try and help you in part two. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.